Welcome to the Couples Healing Podcast, where you'll get the tools for him to overcome his addiction, for her to find healing from the pain that it causes her, and for you to heal your relationship and come back together. I hope that you enjoy and subscribe. I just had a session with a couple who's doing great work, and we had a conversation that I wanted to share with you because I feel like some of the takeaways really, really helped them. So my hope is that me sharing this with you also helps you if you're stuck in this particular area. One thing that she said was, she actually listened to the previous episode, and it was episode 115. In the episode, I shared with you the value of sharing a clear signal with your spouse so it increases the likelihood of you having a different type of conversation where you can actually get your needs met. And so she shared a quick story about how uh, she felt triggered by the lack of communication that she was having in a relationship. Her husband had an individual session with the therapist, and instead of him sharing with her what he was talking about, what he learned, just to let her in, he basically said that he, well, the conversation felt really unclear for her, and it felt like he was evading it. So she got triggered and then said, why don't you ever tell me what's going on? Why do, why do I always have to ask you all these questions? Why can't you be more transparent? Which, of course, when he heard that, that's her protection, right? The accusation, the frustration, kind of like what I talked about in the last episode. That's all her protection. Now, when, she, when he heard that protection, he then kind of shut down and created more distance and didn't want to talk. So they got stuck. So she then shared that she listened to the previous episode and she thought like, okay, I can handle this differently. I can approach him differently. So she went back and did something so good. She went back and said, when I did that, I really where that was coming from was a fear that you don't see me as your secure person who you feel comfortable talking to. I just want to be let in because you matter to me. And without me knowing what's going on in your life, I just, I feel distant and that's scary because I care so much about you. It was a completely different type of conversation that they had and he responded totally differently from, to that because he saw that, that really where it was coming from. Instead of him feeling accused, he felt loved by her. He felt important to her. And so I just, I love the fact that she was able to take that step and share in a very different way to have a different result. And so I love getting feedback like this and I hope that you guys are able to take these steps and put this into play as well because I just, I've seen this work so many times so I wanted to share these these uh, takeaways with you. And so today's episode, I wanna piggyback off of where, sh- where we went in session because this is a very common stumbling block or sticking point for couples when the husband thinks to himself, but I am sharing, but I am trying. And if the wife has the sense that he's not really sharing that much or what if he's not trying that hard, then it's very easy for them to get stuck in this cycle. So this is what we talked about. He had a great analogy of knowing that his wife is trustworthy, knowing that his wife cares about him and knowing that she's there for him. So he kind of had this image in his mind of, I'm on this boat that's very safe. However, we're treading into scary waters. So he described how in his childhood, he never really talked to anybody about how he felt. And in fact, when he did try to talk to people about what he felt, the rug got pulled out from under him and he felt totally hurt. He felt hung out to dry and like his feelings didn't matter. He was shamed. There was so many, so much negative feedback and trauma that he experienced that the idea of sharing and opening up was really, really scary for him. So now in his current relationship, He knows that he's got a safe place to share, but the act of sharing felt so scary and risky. So that's why I loved his analogy of we're we're on a boat together, but these waters are really scary. And one of the sticking points, one of the areas where they got 
they had a hard time is that he was trying and giving and putting an effort but his level of effort or rather the effect of his effort what what his efforts produced the outcome of his efforts didn't quite meet her expectations because she wanted to have a certain type of conversation with him she wanted him to share it more deeply and let her in more fully and so he felt so stuck for such a long time because he did not have the capacity to fully meet her expectations at that given moment. And so they would get into these back and forths where she would say like, you're not really trying that hard or you're not really letting me in. And he would say, yes, I am. Why, why are my efforts not enough for you? I'm trying the very best I can. Why don't you just accept it? Take it or leave it kind of a feeling is how she, she got the sense it's take it or leave it. And so in that dialogue in that discussion or spiral rather she got the sense that it was this or nothing it was either she had to accept these efforts and this is all it was ever going to be and she would either need to be happy with that or not choose to accept it or not and she then felt scared because when she got the sense that this was all he's willing to do for her, her expectations, her level of safety that she needed, the level of communication that she needed, those things were not being met. And so they were at this impasse, not being able to navigate that because she would say, you know, I, don't, I still don't feel quite safe. And he would say, I'm doing my very best. Why isn't this enough? It didn't feel like they had an out. It didn't feel like they had another way to find uh, a common ground with that. So this, we talked about this in session, and this is where we landed my recommendation, the thing that I wanted to share with him, my, my, my highlight from this, my takeaway that I wanted to pass along was I had a, uh, have a gallon jug on my desk and I have a cup of, and then I have a cup, a little eight ounce cup. And I said, I want you guys to consider this idea that though you might need, you know, what is a gallon? It's 128 ounces. I think though you might need 128 ounces or the expectation is we you know we should be we should be sharing this gallon and he would think i'm not there but can you accept my 8 ounces my 8 ounce cup is totally full i'm offering it and this is all i have the capacity to offer right now can this be enough can you accept and 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 realize that the steps i'm taking is all i can do right now and he clarified that in the same breath, he wants to keep growing. He wants to grow his capacity to carry more water, as it were, in this analogy. He wanted to grow his capacity of being able to share more fully and create this level of safety that she needed and provide the trust or the experiences that she needed to rebuild the trust. He wanted to grow into that capacity, but in this given moment, he shared that he never was taught how to do this. He did not have a safe place to practice this skill of sharing. Therefore, his capacity is more limited than hers. And so this idea that the effort becomes the goal was so reassuring for them. Because if she could accept the offering and could accept the effort, not what's produced, but if the effort becomes the goal, then that becomes enough at that phase of the process. And so when they had that when that resonated with them, I checked with them and said, like, what's that feel like knowing that not only does he want to get there, but he will through the effort, through the process, through the, through the input, 
his capacity is going to grow and that's exactly what he wants to have happen and when effort is the goal it creates a level of relief for both of them knowing that he doesn't have to be perfect he had always had so much pressure of having to live up to other people's expectations and wanting so much to get it right for his wife and so when he heard and he heard her agree like yeah this makes sense to me i can get on board with this I can see that you're trying. I appreciate those efforts. And for her to more fully see that it was the capacity, just her paying attention to the input and knowing he is trying and that's okay. And that doesn't mean he's going to stop trying because that was her biggest fear in the past was if she accepted his efforts, that that would then mean he would stop and like, oh, okay, that's enough. So I'm not going to try anymore. That was her biggest fear because she didn't want them to stop growing as a couple. She wanted so much for them to keep making progress. And so when he reassured her, no, it's not about that at all. I'm willing to keep trying. It's just so discouraging when my efforts, all of what I am trying to do just feels like it's not enough. It discourages me and makes me not want to try. And so when he could help her understand it was both accepting his limited capacity to share in the ways that she was hoping for and knowing that he still wanted to grow that reduced and it really eliminated the pressure that both of them felt and he said something that I, that struck me he said that he had always lived in a place of feeling like there was these expectations he never had this feeling of this the word was okayness he was never in his place where it's okay, your efforts are enough, I accept that, I appreciate that, we're making progress, this is reassuring. He always had this felt sense that he was just falling short. And it was rooted in her fear that if she didn't keep encouraging him, which to him sounded like an accusation or a criticism, her fear was if I don't keep doing this, then he's not going to try, then they both felt discouraged because that was their cycle. And so I just, I loved the fact that they were able to see and receive this idea that the effort is the goal and the desire to continue to grow in capacity is a part of that. And the more you do that, then there's space for both people to feel reassured. So the husband, when he was sharing, felt so good. He felt so happy. So he, the words that he used was, I felt, I feel so happy knowing that she's understanding what I've been trying to communicate. She understands that I really do want to make progress, that I am trying to take these steps and that it's possible for us to grow together and that's enough. Knowing that my efforts are enough and that I'm going to keep growing in my capacity, that's going to be the byproduct of my efforts. And for her, it took away a tremendous amount of pressure knowing that he's willing to engage and it wasn't take it or leave it and this is all you're going to get. It was, I'm really, really trying and this is all I have to offer are eight ounces and she can accept that feeling good knowing like we're we're great we're going to keep growing and this is okay the last thought that we touched on is one i think is also worth mentioning here is i said that it's very normal for her to have this fear surface of yeah but what if like is he really trying what if he does stop what if he isn't really wanting to put in all the effort that you know that i, I would love to see so we can keep growing I said, I want you to recognize that that fear surfacing will be very, very normal. And it's okay that it shows up. Because let's say in two weeks, she's going along and then it just dawns on her that it's been a few days since they've had a really meaningful conversation. She might revert back to the same old fear of like, oh, see, here's more evidence that he's not trying. I'm scared that we're going to get hurt. 
And here we go again. I said, that's normal. I said, the only thing that we want to do is not squelch that. We don't want to push that away and suppress it. Rather, we actually want to bring that to the surface and share it in the way that I described in the last session, which is sending a clear signal about how you feel. So I told her that it's okay to be scared. It's okay to be triggered. It's going to happen. It's all about how you guys approach that together. And so she said, yes, like that's exactly right. That, that resonates with me because I did this recently after listening to that episode. I went back and I approached him in a very different way and I got a very different response. And so I said, that's all we want to do. And so in session, she shared that fear with him. She said, this is where I go. I do get scared that maybe you will stop. And that will then lead us back to the same pain that I felt on the D-Day when all this came out. And he showed up in such a powerful way. He turned to her and said, I want you to know that I understand how you feel. I understand your fear. And I want you to know that I'm not giving up. I want so much to make sure that we never go back there. And I never want you to feel that fear and that pain. I have no intention of going back. I want to close that chapter. I'm here for you. And when he responded like that to her fear, she, of course, felt relieved. And so I just wanted to summarize with them, like, this is the work. This is such good work that you guys are doing. It's a matter of sharing how you feel, receiving comfort from the other person as a result of sharing. And then, again, the takeaway of this episode is hoping that you can also receive the idea that it's all about at the, wherever the phase you are, <clears throat> if you're in the earlier phases of this, can you both accept the capacity of the one person, they might not be able to fully meet all the expectations, and have that be okay. And have that be okay that it's a part of the going process. The eight ounces will turn into 16, then 32, then 72. Then you ultimately both feel like, hey, we're on the same page. And the expectations and the effort continue to translate to growth and connection and trust in the relationship. And the good news is that when you see it in this way, that if you can accept the effort as if you can accept the person's limited capacity, so when they offer their effort in their limited capacity, if you can accept that, you can then grow at every phase of the journey. You don't need to get 128 ounces to feel satisfied. You can receive the eight ounces and think, this is okay, I see them trying, because those eight ounces become a token of how much they care, the love that they feel for you. <clears throat> and so being able to see it in this way, I hope just also brings you some relief knowing that it's possible for you to make progress at every phase, even without being perfect, because that, of course, is never going to happen. But even with different expectations, you can still feel reassured that you're on the same page and making progress together. Now, the last thing that I want to speak to is a concern that I think a lot of women can have. It's what if after all of the efforts and energy the husband is putting in, whether it's in therapy or going to inpatient treatments or getting sponsors or trying to work on communication, what if these negative patterns still exist and there's defensiveness, he's still acting out, and there just really hasn't been much growth? Sometimes people cycle in this pattern for years and it's totally draining and exhausting for a wife, as well as the husband too, but the impact is severe when it comes to the effect that it has on her. So what if his very best has been just the eight ounces and it's been that way for years? What do you do then? If he says that he really is committed to growth, but it seems like his actions say otherwise, how do you navigate that? The two thoughts that I have with that are number one, 
It's so critical to make sure you're getting the right tools for your specific situation. There are lots of different ways to approach this. And sometimes finding the right fit is not easy because everybody's situation is different. And so my first question would be, has the help and the tools and the direction that you've gotten been applicable for your specific situation? Have they addressed the core reason why these patterns are still happening? Because if they're not, and there is a willingness to try, then it might be worth finding a different approach. I know this process can go on for years, and that might be really discouraging to hear. Well, just keep trying. I, I, I totally get that. And the reality is, that might be what's required. However, if you're a woman who's contemplating this and thinking, I don't know how much longer I can hold on. I don't know how much more I can take of this. I can totally respect and understand where you're coming from. It's such a difficult position to be in. And so if this is you and you're not sure how much more you can do, and if after years of trying and struggling but not really seeing the growth that you want to see or need to see, then you might be faced with a hard decision. Do you keep going in hopes that it gets better? Or do you say, I just, I can't keep doing this anymore? And some women after years of struggling and trying make the decision to say, I just, I can't keep moving forward. And I just feel bad. I feel bad when women are in that spot and have to make that choice. I feel bad for husbands who say, no, I really am trying and it just isn't working. These situations are really sensitive and I, and I don't want to give any kind of blanket answers. There is no blanket answer. Everybody's situation is different. But I think if you're in this position and you think, I don't know how much longer I can do this, then you're faced with that decision of how much longer can you actually do this. And sometimes it's a handful more of months. Sometimes it's not even that. But ultimately making the decision based on what you feel like you need is going to be the next step. If you think to yourself, I can hang on a little longer. Could we try a different approach? Is there a different approach? Where can we go to get some help tailored to what we need? If there's space or gas in the tank to do that, then I think that can be a good next step. If there's no more gas in the tank, some couples where that's the case, and, and sadly, they make the decision to not move forward together. So it's just, I, I explain all of this in this way, and I, I, I hope I'm not oversimplifying it when I've described it in this, in this episode today, because I know there's so many nuances to this. It's so complicated, and there's so much pain to this. And so for the people who are in a position where there is space to work, I like the idea of recognizing the capacity while there's willingness to follow through, while making sure that you're making progress and trying to achieve a greater capacity. In the same breath, I know there's people in situations who have been trying for a long time and they just haven't had the success that they've been hoping for. And it's tough. The last thought that I want to share with you is something that he said at the very end, <clears throat> which was, sometimes her expectations won't get met because of his limited capacity. But in the future, that that is his target. And the effort is still there. So her being able to accept the effort instead of the expectations makes it so both of them can grow together. And what, again, the, the, the thought that he said that, that at the end of the sentence was, the expectation is the effort. It's not the final product. He said in his mind, the final product is never going back to pornography. And he said, yes, that is the goal. And that will be a natural result of the effort that I put in. And so the more that they can meet together in that way, knowing that that's the token, it's, it's giving the capacity that he has and her being able to receive that gives them space both to feel like they're getting what they need all along the, all along the path of the journey. So I just wanted to pass that along for you. I just, it, it really seemed to be a, a, a pivotal moment for them. 
to be able to see it in this way. So there's both, right? It's giving in the capacity that you have and accepting and in the same breath, continuing to grow in your capacity, ultimately to be there for each other in the way that you need it. So my encouragement is to have this conversation with your spouse. If this is your concern as well, if you feel like your efforts aren't enough, if you feel like your expectations might not being met, might not be being met, then this is, I think, the next great conversation to have is where you're coming from, the concerns that you have, and trying to get on the same page with capacity, with expectation, and having some acceptance for both of you where you are, trying to understand each other while still trying to grow in the capacity and ability to give. Okay, I hope that was helpful. And for any of the men who are listening, I want to invite you to join if you're looking for some extra support and tools and help implementing these uh, tools and strategies so you can fully overcome pornography so that it doesn't have to follow you around anymore. Go ahead and go to uh, www.facebook.com groups slash tools to quit. And the link is going to be here in the uh, show notes as well. So I look forward to watching you guys make progress and really overcome this addiction, get this problem out of your life, restore your relationship so you can actually move forward and leave all of this behind you in a way that there's actually closure.